We're the Pragmatic Doulas. This is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things. Birth may be a goddess, but she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be respected. She doesn't want incense. She wants common sense. Hello, and welcome to the Pragmatic Doulas. Hello, everybody. Suzanne is back. I'm back and rested. That's good. Almost. Except there was an Amber Alert last night. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I don't know if that was normal that it went off about five times. I Mine only went off twice. And mine didn't go off at all. Oh, which is so gay. <laughs> and mine always goes off. I, the alert was on my phone when I woke up. And my flicker digger thing was yeah. on. I'm yeah. sorry. flicker digger Yeah. <laughs> you know, the thingy. Yeah. On the side of your phone, that oh, the notifications right. yes. were yes. on full volume and everything, so I have no idea either at that or I slept right through it because maybe I was well slept as well. Maybe. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm not one of those people that's horrible. No, if it was my kid who was missing, I want every fucking human being in this province awake, alert, outside I, looking for my kid. So I literally want to throw just, punch anybody who yeah is who complains about that. About it. My mom. So the last one, which was, what, last week or something like that? Yeah, like, there was one recently. Yeah. And she goes, and I just, and it woke me up, and then I couldn't get back to sleep. And I glared at her. Yeah. Yes. And then she looked at me and went, not that I'm complaining. And I go, <laughs> you literally just <laughs> But you just get it. But you are. It sounds like complaining. Yeah. So, so mine, mine might sound like complaining, too, but it isn't. Because, because the one did literally go off five times. Are you supposed to click OK? No, like I just blearily looked at it. I checked the location and was like, okay, well, that's not really anywhere near me. Uh So I'm just going to go back to sleep. But I didn't do anything. And then I think about 20 minutes later, it went went again. again, And there was more detail this time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But again, I got the detail dates, right? Like the fifth time that it went off. I thought I was doing something wrong. So I sat up and I turned on. I read the whole thing, and then I realized there's a little button that says OK. So I clicked OK, Oh, but it still went off again afterwards. Hmm, so weird. not sure how that works, but I think it's an, an excellent system. And that baby was found. Um, oh, really? Yes. Oh, thank yep. God. Baby was found. Person's been arrested. Couple people have been arrested. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. So, yeah. Look, it stop works. complaining. Yeah, that's horrible. Assholes. assholes. None of our listeners complain, no. I'm sure, because you guys are all... Amazing. Well, plus most of them are doulas too, so yeah. they're awake so we're all, anyways. You're awake in the middle of the night anyway. I had one go off when I was at a birth. My app, my phone was in my pocket and my ass is like vibrating <laughs> continuously. I'm going, okay, uh, what is happening here? So that is one of my kids in the hospital or something. So I yeah. just peeked it out and it was an Amber Alert. Hmm. <clears throat> it was that one, uh, Valentine's Day, the mm-hmm. one near Valentine's Day. Yeah. So, And somebody pointed out to me that all of these abductions have been done by parents. Yeah. Yes, well, as the majority there's, are. There's, yeah. yeah, but yet people are always worried about Strangers. the guy in the white van offering the guy the in the white van candy, right? Yeah. And that or guy, puppies. that guy lived in the seventies and he doesn't live here anymore. Now you got to be worried about your your ex partners and you know your weird uncle Harry. Always the weird uncle. No, 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 no not, not that. My not weird that. Uncle Harry. No, you have a nice uncle Harry. Yes. No, the weird. I say weird uncle, it, I don't know why Harry always comes. George. George. Gary. Charlie. Gary. <laughs> Terry. Terry. Weird uncle. Yes. Terry. Yes. Yes. T E. If you have an uncle named Terry, just stay away. Weird. Sorry. Don't leave your kids alone with him. 
So talking about, so just as an aside, I know we're supposed to be talking about midwifery. But we will. We will. We'll get there. In the 80s, mm-hmm. on Halloween, and I think I've told you this story, Halloween night, mm-hmm. me and my friend were sitting there. I was dressed as a witch. Now, my grandmother made this costume, <laughs> jet black, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, who needs reflective, no reflective detail shit in the yeah. 80s? And my friend was sitting, we were sitting at the curb because her sister who, and her, my, actually my brother's soon to be at the time was going to, his wife, who is now his ex-wife, um, they, we, they had gone off to a different house or something and we were sitting there on the curb and she's dressed as a die. So like a dice, she's mm-hmm. dressed as one die. Mm-hmm. So she's in a white box with black, black spot, spots box. and her head is poking out. The, the number one spot and her arms are sticking out. That's hilarious. And a white, and I'm like 10, mm-hmm. 11 years old, mm-hmm. and a white van comes up and stops in front of us. Mm-hmm. And of course, I've got my, you know, broom that's we used to sweep the hearth with yeah. uh, downstairs in the fire. Yeah, we had, we had a fireplace. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, this white van stops and this, you know, creepy, skinny, blonde guy pokes his head out and I go, because I'm 10 in, living in Scarborough, and go, in the what the fuck do you want? <laughs> <laughs> My sister's right over there. I don't have a sister. sister yeah. <laughs> um, she's going to be back here in a minute. Fuck off. And I'm like this horrible kid. No, you were great. Fuck politeness. And, right? And mm. he like, and I guess, I think her sister was starting to come up the street at that point. So he took off and I'm like. Fuck you, buddy. I'm not getting kidnapped today, damn it. I got candy. I, exactly. I got some candy to get, so not today. To, mm-hmm. you know, hide from my brother, who mm-hmm. is six years older than me. Awesome. It wasn't. So, yeah. So. Well, we're thrilled there's you didn't get white, kidnapped on Halloween night. There's your white van night. story. There's yeah. your white van story. Yeah, white vans are just, you know, made for TV movies. Yeah. Mm. So, um, again, I know we're talking about... Midwifery today. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, not white vans. Not white vans. But I, I have a little bit of a doula thing that came up just Absolutely. yesterday. And I was losing my mind a little bit. Oh, I lose my mind all the time. And I've lost stuff. my mind permanently. I don't even know where it is. It, don't worry. <laughs> it's in your back pocket. And you're <laughs> waiting for it to vibrate. So a doula came into a doula forum. And we've talked about this before. The mean girl stuff, right? Um... She came into a forum and said that she had just spoken to an old friend of hers. They'd been chatting birth stuff and babies and parenthood, as one does, mm-hmm. with, with old friends. And she mentioned that she was really excited for her uh, birthing, for her, her cesarean birthday. <clears throat> and um, she had mentioned being a friend with her. She's like, oh, had, had you ever considered having a vaginal birth after cesarean? And her friend said, we have no one to support that out here. It's not offered as an option. Mm-hmm. You know. Bob's your uncle, that's it, over and okay. done with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, the doula came back to the forum saying that she felt great sadness that ideal options weren't being offered to women. That the option of it, and that she wished this woman had a doula. Because, you know, coming out of a cesarean section, yeah, you could that's... use extra supportive hands when you got four other babies at home, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or oh, my God. This... There were more babies. How many babies at home were there? There's four babies four. at home. Oh, She's damn. on her fifth baby. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and... How many cesareans God had bless she had? She'd had four, four oh, cesareans. Jeez. Yeah. God that, bless her for real. Uh-huh. This, the yes. risk factors are still... Yeah, I know somebody who had seven. Yeah. 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 Um, the risk factors are still wow. in line for VBAC and for having additional children. Um, wow. But uh, anyhow, I this... I they stopped at three. 
No, it used to be. It used to be, but there was no evidence to support that. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm not dating. Anyhow, she, this this woman came to this saying that she felt sadness that you know about options about her, were not being the offered. Options not being yeah. offered, and that um, she wished she had a doula. Boy, did she get dogpiled this problem. She's like, well, you're projecting your feelings onto this woman. You're project. A lot of projection was was used here. It's like, I'm. So you're not allowed to express a feeling. You need to be a robot. This is what I'm thinking. Is that what good support looks like? The feeling to the environment. She brought you brought it to the doula group. Yeah, she didn't bring it to her friend. She didn't say that she went to her friend and cried about why she couldn't have a V back. She came among her colleagues to say, "This is what I'm feeling. Give me some support." And she did not. get And that's what she got. And I'm so fucking sick of that bullshit. It is bizarre. It's like, why would you assume that she came at somebody with, you yeah. should have a VBAC after four cesareans, or you should have a doula, or... Or a, should anything. <clears throat> or should anything. Why would you assume that anyone brought that to a friend? But this is the assumption people made. They're saying things along the lines of, um, not your birth, not your problem. It's like, um, actually, okay. well, actually, she's my friend, so yeah, it's not my birth, but yeah, it is my problem because she's my friend and I want her to be well. Yeah. And, you know, the mm-hmm. And the I'm going to be there to support her after this. That's right. But, you know, it is sad. I mean, she basically stated a fact. It is sad that this particular community does not have the resources available to support vaginal birth after cesarean. Exactly. Period. That's yes. it. Fact. And she it, feels and sad is, about that. And it is sad that all of these options are not available to a particular community. Yeah. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Now, what if we gave unbiased, open support to doulas the same way we do to parents when they bring something to us? Here's what, what if, if we validate their what feelings if? and support them? Yeah. Yeah. Go, Kim. <laughs> the finger is up. <laughs> There's a statement to be made. Never mind. Is there an F bomb in there? No, I forgot. Oh, oh God. Oh. See, you did it. I mean, we we all are off we're out there with clients offering unbiased support to the best of our ability. It does not mean that we're not biased. It means we're offering unbiased support to our clients. Yes. Every I, Who's going to agree with every single situation, every single decision that our clients make? Like, you just cannot. So there needs to be a place then for doulas to be able to come, a safe place without judgment, safe where you can place. say, oh my God, this is what happened today, and I'm so freaked out by it, or I'm sad about it, or yeah. I'm pissed off about it, or whatever, and just have your fellow doulas, sister doulas, or whatever. So I understand. I get that, yes. Here's what happened to me, and share, and commiserate, yeah. and you move on. Isn't that what these forums are supposed to be about? That is, that's what my assumption is. That's what I would want for somebody. I'd want yes. to come and say something overwhelming, gave me a little bit of sadness. It actually has nothing to do with them. It has to do with the state of our system. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I wish she had a doula. And people, I think, assume that she meant, I wish she had a doula so she could change the trajectory. No, I think she just wished she had a doula. Don't you wish everybody had a doula? Yeah, a supportive, exactly. unbiased, yeah. or, or without yeah. judgment doula? But here's the question. Are those doulas that are judging her, are they unbiased with their clients? Right. I don't know. Do they save it all up and then blast yeah. blood it all over here? But it's okay. It's okay to even to come to the forum and saying, hey, I have a bias. How do you work around this? How do you change your mind frame while you're with a family so that my bias isn't impacting them? Mm-hmm. Like that's a great place to start. But really, be kind. I just be find kind. that these Facebook forums, some of them, not all of them, 
I like the smaller local ones. Mm -hmm. People tend to be a little bit more careful about what they say because, because you know you that they're going to see you maybe one day exactly. at a workshop conference yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But these other ones, I think I know the one you're talking about, that are huge. So and they encompass like, yes, doulas all over the world. Uh, and there's like thousands and thousands of members. When you open stuff up to everybody... You're going to get all the trolls. Those are the people who live for that shit. Yeah. They live to stir the pot. They live to be contrary. They live to be critical. They live to be judgmental. And this is a great place for it. Yeah. So, they live to be right. Yeah. Right fighters. They live to always be, yeah, right. I've always lived, well, I haven't always lived. I have in the past probably six years or so. I have embraced the idea of two two tenets in my life. Love wins and everybody a win-win. There has to be I'm always striving for the win-win, win-win-win. I don't want to go into something where somebody is going to lose. Mm -hmm. If I can find the best way for everybody mm -hmm. to win, then that's what we're going to go with. And again, love wins. So this whole bullshit of dumping on people and which doulas ugh, do a lot, do a lot. Yeah. This yep. is that. Me. that. It that. pisses me off. <laughs> it's belch worthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to bring that, was that your out. Doula, that was your doula week? That's it what you... hurt me yesterday to yeah. watch this unfolding. I thought maybe there would be one or two, and then I saw this onslaught of assumption from a very small statement of assumption that she had projected on this woman or she had insinuated she should have a VBAC after four or insinuated anything instead of as a friend if I had a friend who had no cesareans had one cesarean a whole bunch of cesareans I'd say oh it, was that something that crossed your plate because we also know mm -hmm. one of the things we know as birth workers is often it's not put out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's an option, but it's not it's always not, yes. put out there. It's not always put out there. So what worries me now is like do, new doulas who have just finished their training or just been certified or whatever and are looking forward to entering into into this world. I mean, when I became a doula, these Facebook forums not did thing. not exist. They were Yahoo they were, groups. They were Yahoo groups <laughs> on email. And, um, Koala Mama, <clears throat> shout out. So, so th this immediate huge response to a question didn't didn't exist so i have a problem with that there's too much it's too big yeah and you you can't you can't get good support that yeah. way you you just can't so i would encourage new doulas to somehow or another patch together your own little it only has to be maybe one person two people three maybe like a small group whatever but don't to talk depend to on those this same with new parents don't depend on these facebook groups to no. inform you and to support you and to give you guidance Did you know how many times my clients are saying well on my facebook group somebody said blah 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 you, you know something which may have been the opposite or contradicting something that i might have said and i'm like okay well you know that there's a world of ideas out there yeah and you paid me to hear my ideas so don't go on there and listen to 50 other ideas and get yourself all confused and scrambled. <coughs> and because that's what are, happens. Who are giving you information that's based on experience as opposed to a doula who's going to give you experience or well, information based on evidence. evidence and research and so yeah. on. So <coughs> you, you need to not forget that real people actually exist in the world. Yeah. And you need to seek them out to 
uh, get your support. Well, I mean, we, doulas do need support. We need to debrief and we need to be able to vent. And that's about why I things. like us. Like yeah. the three of us, when something doesn't work out, when something isn't going well, when you need to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, we're here to say, yeah, you know what? What about this? What about that? I totally feel you. That yeah. happened to me last year, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you need that support. And this is, I mean, we talked about this last week, you know, about having a collective, having a group, yes. having doulas yeah. working within, as as you say, opposed to, you know, a the world, giant of, world doulas. of doulas, yeah. is have a small concentrated group. Yeah. And yeah, it can be one, it can be two, it can be three yes. other doulas with yeah. you. It doesn't have to be massive. Yeah. But I think sometimes also when you have way too much information coming at you or way too many opinions coming at you then you just feel like shit yeah, afterwards. it doesn't i don't find it helpful <clears throat> no. no i do not find it helpful at all um and that's i really want people to find your own little find tribe your, find your people find your own little group of people yeah, yeah. your village and stick with them i go on there once in a while just to see what sort of shit people are talking about <laughs> I never, some, once in a while, a topic is very interesting, and I'll not scroll through, scroll through the comments. Almost always, there's a fight. Yeah. There is a fight. Yeah. Because it's not structured enough, which, you know, I'm the most laissez-faire person you can, uh, you can come across, but sometimes you need structure, and that's yeah. one situation. You can't just have everybody weigh in, because there's going to be a fight. Yeah. Well, because people are going to have differing opinions. And for some reason, people can't accept that people are going to have differing opinions. Because when you open it up to the world, you're going to get the assholes, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not vetting people for their level of assholery. Or even if everybody's just coming in. Is. I mean, are even half those people... I mean, I'm sure... There's got to be at least a percentage of people that are on those big-ass groups that aren't even doulas. Yeah. They just yeah. love the idea of birth or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Birth, birth junkies. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Episode yeah. one. Episode one. Go listen. Go back and listen to it. Yeah. All right. So that is my little doula. That was a big sidebar. And a sidebar. Midwifery. Yeah. How y'all doing? <laughs> so all of us have used a midwife at one point or another. Yes. For our own personal use. Mm-hmm. And all of us have, well, for our births, for our own personal use. It's like we have a side chick midwife. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but working That's with midwives. That's not a service. That, that they that offer. they provide. No. Damn it. They offer many services. Yes, that's not one of them. No. Yes. If, so if all have... of us have used midwives for how many midwives did I mean how many births did you use a midwife for? Two. Two. You, Just one. One. Yeah. It was the we tried ter- for three. It was a terrible experience. Yes. And I had three with <clears throat> amazing experiences. So there you go. Sometimes it's all who you get. There you go. Full right. stop. Period. All right, we're done. Midwives Next. sometimes are good and sometimes horrible. And that's all you need to know. Like everybody else in the world. Yeah, yeah. look at that. They're real people. Yep. And um, we don't always love them. Mm-hmm. I think I've been guilty. And they don't always love us. As doulas, especially. Yes. I know that I've been guilty of romanticizing midwifery um, and midwives themselves. And so I distinctly remember years and years ago, much more mature now. Now I know that they're real people. <laughs> learning of a midwife who wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. And... Everything inside of me felt like I was it was going to explode. What? No, that couldn't be true. Nope, she's a midwife. That couldn't happen. There's no way that that could possibly be true. And it took me a long time to accept it when people would criticize midwives 
or a particular midwife in, in specifically, I, I would just be like, what are you saying? No, that can't be true. That is not following the tenets no. of midwifery. What are you yeah, saying? No, midwives are like goddesses. And they just come and they're perfect. And they know everything about birth more than doctors, more than everybody. And they love you. And they're just going to take care of you. And that's who midwives are for See, a very long time. That's can I get I, some of those up in the house? That's, that's See, what I had in my head. My problem with... <clears throat> so when I first became a doula, I was I was not on midwifery board at all. Like I was not mm-hmm. because I'd had such a terrible experience with the one I had. Mm-hmm. I was not. I'm like yeah, wasn't your jam was not my jam, mm-hmm. um, and the <laughs> sorry and the problem was is that my primary midwife who i loved beyond words mm-hmm. who i thought was the best she had an english accent that just made me want to love her even more mm-hmm. um she wasn't the one that actually was at the birth mm-hmm. so it was the one i really didn't like the mm-hmm. one i didn't want to be with and she was terrible mm-hmm. and she kept feeding i'm look i'm I've said it before, I'm not super crunchy granola. I'm not into oils and, you know, herbs stuff. and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm not negative to anybody who is, but it's not my jam. And she kept feeding me pulsatilla tablets. Oh, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I don't... And she had to tell me that it would help calm me down. I'm like, okay. And she kept putting these sugar pulsatilla tablets in my mouth. I'm like... Okay, well, it's not fucking working. Mm-hmm. Can I get an epidural, please? Thank you very much. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and I spoke to somebody years later who had, after I'd become a doula, actually, um, who'd had a the same midwife. And she had the exact same terrible experience that I did. Mm. But turns out she's not a midwife anymore. I think she left she was accused i think of practicing obstetrics really she was stepping out of her and i mean let's keep in mind this was 20 years ago so they probably didn't have the same she probably didn't have the same um training uh, not necessarily training but the same privileges Uh, that they that midwives do now um and she was sort of stepping outside of her Mm. thing and it was like okay well that just makes me feel better that it wasn't just me and i'm not just Mm -hmm. being a terrible person um, for thinking the midwives were terrible because they're not. And I've had, since then, I've had some great experiences with midwives. And I've also had some other not so great experiences with midwives. But it's as you say, they're people. Yeah. They're, you know, there's good ones, there's bad ones. There's, yeah. They're bringing life into the mix. You know, they have their stuff. And again, now that we have midwifery education um, in Ontario. <clears throat> we're getting more and more midwives, not enough, mm-hmm. but more and more enough. midwives, um, far more than there there was, say, 30 years ago, yeah. when there was just like a small core group of midwives, and now there's there's so many. Mm-hmm. Now there's so many, and they're not employed. They're coming out of this That's amazing program, too. and there's so many that are not yeah. employed, yeah. and they're they're going to doula work. Yeah. They're going to nine to five jobs that have nothing to do with their midwifery education yeah. Yeah. because there is not enough. It's needed, 
if, if there was a spot for all those midwives coming out of the program, fucking A. Yeah. We would, our healthcare system, I can't even imagine if you invested not just in the education in the college, but in the placements, yes. paid yes. placements, yes. like you do for physicians in every other medical line, mm-hmm. then we would be flying. Yeah. We'd yeah. be absolutely flying. So what is... Okay, first off, what is the percentage of births that are done in Ontario by midwives? I believe it's 20. Oh, it's as high as 20. I think so. Is it 10 or 20? In Ontario. In Ontario. Yeah. Okay. Keep talking. I'll do a quick Cause I think, search. Um, Ontario has one of the highest number of registered midwives, I believe. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the and other... then like a very small section of that is home birth. But I think it jumped. I think when I might, we... That's the statistic I might have in my head. Yeah, it really jumped, though. The right. amount of home births jumped. Right. So what the other question is then, what is the, what is stopping us from, is there something that's actually stopping hospitals from having more, more midwives, giving more midwives privileges? Yeah, budgeting, right? Okay. So it's not, it's not even so much the hospitals giving a midwife privileges, although some of them do hold back. I know that there are practices in Toronto, midwifery practices, where some of the midwives have, pri- have privileges there, but not all of them right? Um, within a group. So some of them can only do home births and birth center, but they don't have assigned privileges at a hospital. Oh, yeah, those I forgot are, about birth center. Yeah, and so those are literally privileges. Um, and I think it's probably budgeting, insurance, all of those fun things. I'm not sure, though. I'm talking out of my ass there. But um, <laughs> we'll placement. have a corrections corner next yeah. week. My big issue is, is, of course, placement. We've got, like, I know one in particular who was literally born to be in the space with women mm-hmm. as babies are being born, mm-hmm. to be with women. Like, it's just, you meet someone who's just supposed to be with women mm-hmm. in whatever realm. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's who this chick is. And she brings loads of experience as a doula, experience working through programming, experience as a parent, experience at births with her placements, but she was not hired. Mm-hmm. But what we are seeing, I don't know about you guys, but as you, see, I follow a lot of the midwifery groups um, and support a lot of them and send a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing is a lot of the people who are coming out of the midwifery program, and many of them were former doulas, our parents are older, yes. they're hiring the young ones. Yes. They're hiring the ones who don't have children. Yes. They are absolutely hiring the ones who, who are, are more green yeah. and moldable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. And I find that. And it's not that you can't be an awesome midwife without having children. That's not what I'm saying. No, absolutely What I'm saying not. is the someone who has the comfort mm-hmm. being in space with birthing women, I think there has to be something. There has to be something we can do better. Yes. Because it, as a doula, having done this for a long time, coming in and seeing these amazing bright-eyed midwives who are trying to work and get experience and stuff, with so much of it being hospital birth now i'm seeing a lot of midwives who know how to use stuff Mm -hmm. but are not with women Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean they're Mm -hmm. not with you Mm um and that that hurts me yeah to be to see women uncomfortable being with women so here's some statistics for you this is from the um canadian association of midwives website Midwives supported 10.8% of births in Canada, all across Canada, 2016 and 17. Okay. Right. But I'm, I mean, that makes sense. The 
Rates of midwifery-led births varies from province to province and territory. Currently, British Columbia leads the country in the highest percentage of midwifery-led births. Hmm? 22.4%. Okay. That's pretty good. That's amazing. Um, but Ontario leads in total number of midwifery-led births per year. 23,465 a year. Um, and they also made note that when they say midwifery-led birth, it refers to births in which the midwife was the primary health care provider for at least the majority of the pregnancy. They don't say how many... I've looked on the other page. I don't say what percentage of births happen in Ontario. I don't know why. Um, but there are um, almost 1,700 midwives working in Canada. Over half of these midwives are in Ontario. So, um, and the number has grown exponentially, and it continues to grow steadily. 150 new midwives graduate from educational programs each year. Yeah. How many graduate from educational programs? 150. So that's nationwide, though. Mm -hmm. So. That's it? Just for the country? Yeah. Oh, that's wow. not a lot. That's not a lot. No. No. <coughs> yeah. How many are getting work? That's that's the other question. That is the other question. Yes, there's a there's a uh, there's an issue with um, funding for starting practices. That's right. Yes. There isn't funding for starting well, there, practices. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's right. the issue. Right. <clears throat> and you're certainly not going to well, get it. Let's, this no, let's even get even more specific. There is funding. They're just not utilizing they're just it. They're not giving it. They're not making midwifery a priority. So, um, yeah. That's that. But wait a minute. That's Didn't that. the Ontario government just announce yes, to the college... Did. Yeah. To the College of Midwifery, not oh. to investing in the actual healthcare practice setups that put midwif midwives in healthcare. And and did but it I thought they love... just cut funding from the college. I don't. So yes. They did. So, <laughs> they so cut here. the funding, and now they're going to give it back. Yeah, and then to the, the college. The, um, yeah. Our amazing assholes. Amazing in air quotes. Uh, <laughs> provincial government <coughs> making amazing. it seem as if. Oh, see, look at us. We're so fantastic. But apparently there was some sort of agreement that already was in place that they could not get out of. Yeah. Previously, with the pre previous government. But and they so, spun it, so yeah, it made so it they, like So they made it seem as if they just decided one day, you know, we really love families. We're great people. We care about birth. Let's give this money to them because because that's just who we are. No, they they didn't have a choice. I, I, I think that they, yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. Anyways, there's a lot of political stuff that that happens around midwifery. So gone are the days when it was just like some older female putting some herbs in her bag and walking through the woods to come to your cottage to boil some water and knit while you moaned and sweated your way through labor yep. and caught the baby. It's it's very political. It's very there's so much technology now. Mm -hmm. um, it's so complicated. I work as a part-time administrator with one of the specialized practices and I can't imagine like as complicated as it is for me to do what I need to do just so that the midwife that I work with just so that she can get paid and this yeah. one midwife I can't imagine a practice that has 10 12 midwives mm -hmm. yeah. and managing all of that you need to jump through one hoop and then another hoop and then another hoop and then another hoop just to get paid every month and that's just that then there's all these other th things it's wild it yes. is wild so although in 1996 when I first had my first um, midwifery led pregnancy and birth I was so so grateful that it was not covered by OHIP but I knew 
uh, once the government gets their fingers in it, it's all going to get... It's going to get all, yeah, it's going to get all political and bureaucratic and all of that. At that time, I kind of did want a, um, an old timey midwife (laughs) (laughs) and I got the best of both worlds because not only was she old timey, -timey, but she was also up on her shit like today, current. So that's, you know, that's the best of both worlds, but that's what happens when you have things that are legislated and if you want security that's what you're going to have to you trade your freedom for yeah. security which yeah. is always the case so there's i mean do you feel also that there's um a still a disconnect to that um you know midwifery isn't safe isn't a safe alternative I know when I told my, because I had a couple of OBs that I discarded before I actually got my midwife the first time, and um, my mom was like, oh my God, but you're going to have a baby in the hospital, aren't you? Like, it's going to be safe, right? Do they know what they're doing? Because in her mind, doctors were the, doctors were the shit, and that's what you were supposed to do. Yeah. Um, Do you feel that there's still sort of a misconception of... Yes. What midwifery is? I feel Absolutely. that. I was the same birth that I was at just left when I missed the podcast. The nurse, who I love, this is one of my favorite nurses at this hospital, she made a slightly, slightly disparaging comment about midwives. I can't remember exactly what she said, but something along the lines of, um, yeah, okay, then we'll send them to the midwives. <laughs> Let's see what they do. Or something like that. I can't right. remember exactly. And my client... Kind of snickered. So the two of them had this moment where they bonded over making fun of midwives. Yeah. And I had to step in and say, (laughs) hello, you are looking at somebody who has had three midwifery-led births, and they were amazing, they were wonderful, and they were safe. And and so that is also a fact, what you're saying. And they're like, yeah, 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 for sure, sure. I know somebody. And then she went on to talk about how she knew somebody who has. And the midwives who work here are really great. And uh, and then I looked at her and said, you know who I work with, don't you? And then she said, oh, oh, right, that's right. Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So watch your mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So back up. Yeah, you don't so back up. You don't so mess with I, her. so there's still so the nurses in the hospitals just say it just off the cuff like that, mm-hmm. thinking that everybody in the room is just going to agree. Yeah. I've heard people say things too, like um, a mom at my daughter's dance. This was a long time ago, um, but she's still around and she's still working at my uh, daughter's dance class, and you know we're all sitting around waiting for dance class to be over, and she said something about she worked in a doctor's. She was a nurse. She worked in a doctor's office. This was just when the birth center just opened. And she said something like, yeah, well, then it doesn't work out. And then we have to deal with them. You have to do your job and take transfer student tra- transfer patients. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's what and yet, hospitals are for. for that's right. But Next do you level. know for the emergencies? For emer- uh, yeah. And I go, do you know the statistics at the birth center? They're freaking phenomenal. They so what amazing. is, they just list, they, every now and then they put them out. What uh-huh. is... I don't know what transfer to hospital is like two percent. Yeah, yeah, it's it's almost non-existent. And you're gonna say, "Oh well, those two percent, they should have been at the hospital." That's why she went. Okay, just do we all? So we're giving people crystal balls now so that we can see. Oh, but that could have been for epidurals or you know, whatever. It could have been for anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
My, tr- my client had a beautiful birth there, but we transferred for retained placenta because safety. Yes. Because it was retained. It yeah. was, we went through all of the steps to safely do that. Yeah. And at a certain point we said, you know what? We're going to transfer for this one mm-hmm. because safety. Yeah. yeah because exactly. the patient is we need foremost. Them. You know, I mean, we still have this idea entrenched, right? We have this idea entrenched that birth is a pathology and something that needs to be managed. That's right. Yeah. And that's, watched. That's the, so if that's your foundation, if that is your foundation, yeah. then yes, that's right. You need to be in a hospital with an OB. If that's your thinking, then it makes sense. Yep. That that way of doing things makes total sense. Birth is a pathology. It needs to be managed. There are five million things that could possibly go wrong. We need to all keep our eyes on them all the t- at all times and th- that is i think still the way of thinking whereas in other countries you get pregnant you immediately get assigned a midwife yes there's an the obstetrician the uh, the obs are yeah. for the special they're yes. specialists. they're specialists and they're tr- and they are treated as specialists that's right so that notion that birth is a pathology and we need to manage it is the main philosophy i find and I think some people, I mean, I think the general public as well sort of still thinks that midwifery is, you know, again, you know, some old crone old that's cr- going to show up in your house. In a hut at the edge of the village. Yeah. Whereas they are, they are medical. They have gone through all this medical shit and training and whatnot, mm-hmm. but they're focused. So with doctors, you have to go through like fucking everything you have to go to do a residency in podiatry and this other stuff and whatever and then you end up focusing on what you're going to focus on with midwifery they just start where their focus is Mm -hmm. and that's and they learn that medical stuff and they are safe that is when not to use it exactly and when when we have an you know something where there is a pathology where there is yes when it's something not is safe, yeah. then you will get transferred to an OB as the special. That's part of the midwife's training to exactly. be able to spot those things. Exactly. They're experts in, in, in low risk uh, pregnancy and birth. And the majority of pregnancies are, are low just risk. that. Yes. Well, the World Health Organization, I know a couple of years ago they put out their statement about um, their guidelines for countries implementing women and child centered health care. Mm hmm. And when they did that, they put it out that the gold standard of care was midwif- was a midwife for all. Mm. Meaning that even if you had obstetrics, yes. midwifery care alongside that for all. And the our our SOGC got their panties in a bind and they actually put out a position <laughs> statement. Of course they did. Contraindicating that, saying that obstetrics and high risk was the ideal because they could spot yeah. things. But... The, who actually responded to that statement? Oh, amazing. good for them. Um, saying that well, where do you actually, learn? Like, well, how does she, she know? This I don't stuff? know. Cochrane reports. <laughs> who reads the Cochrane report? You, I you have a you. book you're reading. I have a book I'm reading. She just reads weird. I'm shit. reading the Borers of Field <laughs> by Mary Norton, my childhood favorite. You're reading the Cochrane report. Yeah, and Harry Potter again, again. Okay. Um, because you can't just be reading one book at a time. Just, just putting that out there. Yeah. Um, anyhow, the, yeah, the response was that the numbers actually showed that quite often things that were a pathology in pregnancy, mm-hmm. issues in pregnancy, were picked up more frequently and earlier yeah. with the one-to-one care of a midwife because she knows you. She knows what's off yes, about you. Yes, she knows yes. what's off about your experience. And your appointment's yes. like an hour long. Your, yeah. app- your appointment's an hour long. And so there's 
the nuances of things actually got yep. you treatment earlier before mm-hmm. it became an overwhelming issue. And that's what they that's why they had laid that out when we have a well-structured midwifery system. Especially when we're talking about community-led care. Yes. Exactly. That that's what the ideal was, starting with midwifery and then, again, literally increasing. Remember back when we used to just take our kids to family doctors and now everyone gets a pediatrician? Yeah. Same thing. When I had my kids, you couldn't get a pediatrician unless you had an issue. Yes. I don't know why. I don't know why people want pediatricians for fuck's sake. Just well, use your family doctor. Keep it all in one spot. Yeah. Who it's, the hell has to travel all over the goddamn city? Yeah. yeah, and you couldn't before. You couldn't get into well, a pediatrician now with everything is specialized and precious, right? Yeah. yeah. So yes. everything has to feel be hoity, specialized hoity. and precious. It's not, and that's 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 the other thing. Um, North America, North Americans, <coughs> all yeah. of us. Pardon me. The majority of our we listeners think we know everything. We think we do things the best, even even when the numbers don't don't hold that up. Yeah. So when the World Health Organization says no, actually midwifery ought to be the standard of care globally. Let's start there, and then let's have highly trained specialists to deal with things that might uh, go left, right? right? And then the North American obstetricians say, oh no 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 no, this is how we do it. Yeah. This is how we think it's best, and this is how we're going to continue to do it, period, full stop. Never mind what the World Organization says. It's looking at the global yes. atmosphere of birth because we always think we know yeah. everything. It doesn't apply to us. But when you look at you look at the countries that have you know amazing maternal and infant mortality, mortality and rates, rates, it ain't us. It ain't, it ain't us. It's shouldn't definitely be, not the United shouldn't States. Shouldn't that be the... The bottom line? Well, yeah. what are we what are we doing? So yeah. what why why are we way down here, you know, and other countries are way up here. What are they doing? Yeah. Hmm, maybe we need to look at that. And yeah, those countries have midwifery led care mm-hmm. as the standard as yeah. opposed to obstetrical care. Yeah. Look, and I'm not saying that obstetricians are awful. Nope. <clears throat> and I, they're I love my OBGYN. Absolutely yeah. have a a vital, vital role. Exactly. But I wish we would just I wish we could distill that role down to where to the it would be utilized best. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And if we, the other thing too is if we had more midwifery, midwifery care for, you know, the low risk patients, then those with high risk births yes. could have yes, more time exactly. with their with their obstetricians yes. to b- dispel the fears and whatnot that they're going to have by having this high risk birth mm-hmm. because you get even when you have a high risk birth you're still getting like 10 minutes with your doctor once a month yep. and then you're gone and then uh, and then you're going home and you're googling shit mm-hmm. Ugh, that's not good either that's not good either it's all it also spreads things out a little bit more evenly so imagine a system where like I suppose in in um, in the UK, where uh, healthy low risk pregnancies were assigned um, midwife, right, and then people who had issues high risk issues and so on would see an obstetrician. It balances things out. Yeah. We would need more midwives. More midwives would uh, come out of the um, the training program, and it would and more midwives would need to be hired, yeah. and then the obstetrician. There's no. There's no shortage, is there, of high-risk pregnancies for no, obstetricians not. to take no, care of. No, because we're technologically... And they would, they would be able to spend more time with their patients at each visit, that's for sure, mm-hmm. if there wasn't. And they I'd wouldn't feel like things they're... out a little bit more evenly. 
And maybe they wouldn't feel like they're, you know, a rat on a, on a running wheel where they're just, you know, patient after patient after patient after patient. Yeah. Where they could maybe, may I don't know, maybe the bees don't like this. But maybe they might enjoy actually spending a little more time and doing the care that they maybe that thought that that's what they were going to do when they first got in. They're surgeons. I wonder how many pregnancies are actually considered high risk, like what that number is, right? Yeah. I wonder how much that is. Do you know? You, I'm sure you know. <laughs> Stephanie. Okay. We're no, no actually, it, 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 there's, when someone is told they are high risk, yeah, when like, an actual no, fact, yeah, they are not, not high risk, risk. And that's, that's the an problem. Issue. I don't know yeah, what the statistic is, yeah. but again, you guys know I work with a lot of people who've had previous cesareans, and people are often told, well, because I've had a cesarean, I'm high risk. Actually, your pregnancy is not high risk. You're at a higher risk of A, B, and C during your labor and delivery, and in your third trimester, but it doesn't change the care. Right, you don't right. get any different care. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same care. Inducing you doesn't improve your outcomes. Um, nothing that is done in a VBAC birth is done differently, barring monitoring, yeah. because the care is still the same. same. Spontaneous yeah. labor yes. is still the, yeah. the epitome of safety for your yeah. VBAC. Yeah. Yeah. So, but people are told, because you have to be monitored during your, your labor, that you're now high risk. Yeah. No, you just you have something that we're going to watch for. Yeah. That's what that's what we're going to watch for, and we're going to be with you for that. But um, and when we do that, because it's safe, because of safety. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's that drives me a little bit bonkers. A lot of women are told they're high risk because of. I mean, really, that whole word well, because high they're risk. because they're forty years old because they're, 40 years they're old. over the age of thirty-five. Yeah. They're obese. That one, yeah. that one, oh my a little bit chubby, so therefore... Yeah. You carry a little bit of weight, you're suddenly high yeah. risk. Yes. You're yes. over 35 and you carry some weight. Well, forget it. How did you even get pregnant? Why exactly. are you even considering... Yeah. You this, can't have this children. Whole, why? Yeah. No. You yeah. must be banished to the island. Go. Here's yeah. an ice flow we're going to stick you on because you're geriatric at the age of 35. <laughs> I hear that all the time. Fuck, that one weight. pisses me off. Yeah. The AMA, advanced maternal age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or Thank you, God they say that now as opposed sex. to geriatric. Yeah. Fuck that one. <coughs> oh, they do say geriatric. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a friend had a baby um, a, a year ago almost exactly. She is 37, and she, that's what she was called officially. And, I, yeah. I, and she thought it was such a, she was a jo- it was a joke. And then she laughed, and the doctor said, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? And she's geriatric. You yeah, that's what it was literally on her chart, geriatric. This was in the States, though, so you know. We're so much more polite in Canada. Yeah. You say geriatric. You have advanced maternal advanced. age. And we just write it in A M A. M-A. So, you, so if you look at it, you won't know what it means. Uh-huh. Oh, or someone with a high BMI. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it means you're fat. I'm sorry, yeah. but if, if I can get a baby in there, I can get a baby out of there. Yeah. But my baby does not care. My uterus does not care. What How I'm much carrying around is happening. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it, and to be told you're high risk because of your BMI. No, you know what? If you have a higher BMI, you're at a higher risk of A, B, and C. That might happen, but it hasn't happened. Right. Yes. But we will watch you a little more carefully for A, B, and C. Yeah. During pregnancy, because it puts a stressor on your body. Same thing with people who have gestational diabetes. Yeah. Oh, yes. They're told that they're high risk. Actually, if you're monitoring well, your blood sugars are good, and mm-hmm. you're able to handle it, mm-hmm. your care recommendations are not different. They're actually more personal, yeah. but and you get more, you know, often you get sent to a dietitian, you get other care put in place for you to help you manage it. 
Not that I necessarily agree with a lot of the things the nutritionists are telling them, but, but that's not yes. my place and that's not my lane. My nutritionist told me, when, did I tell you guys this story? When no. I went, I may have said this, when I was pregnant with Thomas, I was had gestational diabetes mm-hmm. and I, it was my birthday. And we went out and we had cake and potatoes and As every other, it was my fucking birthday. And all the man. other yummy all things other that <laughs> one eats on their birthday. Exactly. And uh, Birthday carbs. I registered like an 11. <laughs> and I wrote it down because I was supposed to do, you write down your numbers. And the nutritionist said, if you have another number like this, we're putting you on insulin. And I thought to myself, if I have another number like that, I'm not I'm writing, not telling you. I'm not writing it down. <laughs> I forgot that day. Sorry. I think he was born within like a week or something after that. But fuck you. And I was gestationally diabetic with my fifth baby. Had an endocrinologist that I had to go see. And, you know, dutifully writing all my numbers down. My numbers were good. My numbers were awesome. I don't know what. One of the kids dropped my glucometer in the toilet or something. I don't remember. But (laughs) as happens. um, My mother gave me one that she had because my mom is diabetic so she right. gave me one of hers so a bunch of her numbers were in there her numbers were not as good as mine right i had phenomenal numbers yeah and um he went through so he asked me for the glucometer when oh. i yeah he didn't ask me for my written record he asked me for the glucometer looked through the memory because it saved all the readings you. yep Son and um so i had only been using it for maybe a couple of days so my, a long history of these higher numbers were on there. And he says, well, what about these numbers? What about these sixes and sevens? And then I said, oh, those are my mom's numbers because that's her machine. And he said, okay. Then he said to me, "If same thing. If you keep having numbers like that, we're going to have to start looking at insulin. I said, what are you talking about? Those my numbers my are numbers. really good. No, not these ones. I said, I told you those are my mom's numbers. It's her machine. He ignored what I yeah. said and wrote in my chart the numbers that were in the memory, even though I specifically told him they're not my numbers. He just said, basically, this woman is a liar. Oh, fuck and you. Yeah, so I refused to go back to see him and had a different endocrinologist assigned to me and had no problems with my numbers. Like, why am I going to go to somebody who isn't going to literally is looking at me say. and saying that Misogynist, I'm a liar. Yeah. yeah. Treating you like a child. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your, my your word is was I think 150 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was so wizened. God, I can't even remember his name, but God was he ever old. Mm. Is that snoring? Yes. That sounds like thunder. Yeah, well, he's Jack snoring. He's a big boy. He's got he's big barrel chested, so it rumbles all the way through. So midwifery, though midwifery and doulas. So oh right, that's you what said, we're talking that's about. That's what we're talking about. You said, but we love them. We, we love, love midwives them. in general. We love midwifery. Mm-hmm. That's that's yes, the midwifery model of care absolutely now, is my jam. But not all midwives yeah. love the doula model of care. Is that fair enough to say? I, I would absolutely uh, say yes. that. I've had clients who were going to hire me and their midwives told them that they didn't need, need one. one. Which is ridiculous. I often get there well before the midwife. Mm-hmm. If we're having a home birth, I'm there well before the midwife usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The midwife will pop in, check things out, and mm-hmm. leave because, you know what, she doesn't need to be there. Yes. Labor is not a pathology. One yeah. of my you know? last midwifery births, well, it was, it was a while ago, um... That midwife had been at another birth and had been up for like 12 hours. I came in. She went and had a sleep. I went and did, you know, 
double hip squeeze and all of this stuff for several hours while she got rest. She came in every now and then to listen to baby, but that was it. She needed the rest. When I go to a birth, I'm not there just for that birthing parent. I am there for the partner, for the birthing parent, for the nurses, for, for the whoever needs, yes. whoever I can help, whoever I can support, that's what I'm there for. Mm-hmm. I was at another birth where I showed up and the secondary midwife didn't show up. Yeah. So along with me and a bunch of paramedics and f- really good-looking firemen, um, <laughs> um, showed now up. Now she's lost her train of thought. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, so showed up at this birth, and I ended up, you know, helping in with the placenta and helping mm-hmm. with, yeah. you know, other stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's I did not step outside of my scope of practice as a doula, but I was there to be some hands-on support for that midwife who didn't have another backup. And so we could send the paramedics away. Mm-hmm. And sadly, the really good-looking firefighters. Too. Yeah. <clears throat> so where do you think this has come from? Like this, you don't need a doula or negative things. Like we have doulas as women, we have been, or doulas who are not women, we've been supporting the midwifery line of care for fucking ever. Mm. We were, we had your back. We went to the marches. We signed the petitions. We pushed, 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 pushed. Well, it, yep. it feels almost as if with all of the bureaucracy and the legislation of midwifery and uh, it's competition, competition for space. I don't know if if that's right, but that's what comes into my head automatically. That there's, um, uh, like, like who need yeah who needs to be the primary person here? Well, doulas all will acknowledge most of us we that, are the, not. That, that we're not the primary care provider. Should know that we are uh, support people. That's who we are, and we're here we're to support everybody. Workers. We are the we're here to workers. support everybody, we're like you just bees. said. Yeah, uh, but I think that. Midwives, especially this cohort of midwives that are like working today, have had this history over the last 20 odd years of fighting for what they have right now. And they don't want to share that space with anybody. Now, not, oh. not a lot of midwives are 100% cool yes. with doulas, of course. I'm saying that when I think about why midwives might not want doulas or discourage clients to have doulas, because in my head, in my old way of thinking, whoa! Doula, midwife, those are like the best of both worlds right there. Yeah, absolutely. And so to hear that a midwife discourages a doula to be at a birth or to work with a client makes me like all confused. Huh? What? I can only think that it's got to do with... The battle they've had so far. Yes, that they've had to work so hard to get where they are that they don't want another. This other profession that's up and coming, that's becoming much more well-known, you know, making more of a, they're more visible they have more of a presence now they're coming in and some duels are assholes we're people yes. too oh fuck yes we're people too and the the stupid ones among us have wrecked it in some way as as always happens yeah right you mean and we get like, painted with the same we get we painted yes. with the brush of a doula who's been an asshole yeah or stepped outside their scope, or yeah. you know, given false information exactly. or incorrect information. So that I mean, in that sense, uh, a midwife who is is really wary of having a doula at a birth—that's legitimate. Yeah, if that's absolutely. been her experience, that's absolutely legitimate and that's valid. It is a, an unregulated profession. We've we as doulas have got to look at that aspect of it too. That we are not governed by a college. We're not, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my God, Jack. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> they, they so a lot of uh, uh, midwives who are very straight laced about regulations and stuff like that also will be like, well, who is this person? What are her credentials? You know, and if she doesn't, her credentials or whatever don't fit with what they think the doula should be um, sticking to, then the, let's just not have one there. You don't need one. I'll do it. I'll rub your back for you. Uh, which is not necessarily true. Yeah, which is exactly. very rarely true these yeah. days. Yeah. I mean, Again, especially in hospital with all of the technology that's out there, you watch how much they have to fucking chart now. Oh, yeah. Yes. In the hospital, have you watched how how many times you but guys That's why they can't rub your back. Without exactly. midwives. Just going to a general hospital birth. In the past five years, I've seen so much fucking software turnover in yeah. hospitals. Yep, yep, yep. You watch midwives, doctors, nurses looking confused at the yeah. at the computer because once again they've been given <clears throat> this new wonderful software. It's like, so we're still on the fucking An learning afternoon curve. of training. And yeah. af- and it's yeah. And if you're over a certain age, <laughs> it doesn't stick. <laughs> oh my god, it doesn't stick. You're geriatric. If you're a geriatric nurse, like a nurse who's geriatric, I mean, or a midwife who's geriatric, or a doula who's geriatric, you're mm-hmm. not that technology training, that four-hour training, yeah. but that 23-year-old came in to show you how to maneuver through this new yeah. software, it's not going to stick. That I kid know. came in and went, you click here, you click here, and then you get it, right? Okay, Just thanks, give me bye. a piece of paper and a pen, and I will fill out all the information you need. But that's that's a, whatever shit so not need. only oh these this technology and the software is supposed to make things um, faster and more efficient, but only if you're using it in the way that yeah. you're supposed to be using it. And you used so. to be able to. I know I used to do this as a doula when I was like charting information about my client before like the phones were available and stuff. Is the tape on the leg? You just write your and yeah. You, stick, you, you scribble stick it, it in your book, it. right? Mm-hmm. But and I used to and see midwives do it. And it later. Nurses do it sometimes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. now especially the nurses, they're required to do it in real time. Yes. You can't backlog stuff from before. Mm-hmm. You're you get in trouble yes. for that. And yeah. I imagine probably nurses, midwives too. Midwives too. Yeah. If they're yeah. using their privileges in the hospital, things have to be happening yes. in real time. Yep. Yes, and we, they really do need to, if because they could easily lose their privileges mm-hmm. if they're not following the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a bitch and a half. <laughs> but I mean, the what what do we do? I know what we do. Okay. Or we invite the president of the Association of Ontario Midwives onto our podcast. What? Oh. Yeah, let's do it. Why do you not? think that huh? she would come? We can invite her. Why not? Why not? Why the heck Why not, not? talk about creating more of a Kim, system Kim's, and understanding? Kim's like, she's got her scared face on. <laughs> what? What? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> okay. She's just a person. She's just a person. She really is. No, she's not. We can go to her, her place make her feel comfortable and find out what can be done to create to bridge the gap to bridge the gap to create oh my god this is revolutionary okay you didn't listen to last week's podcast yet she also wants to make a movie okay (laughs) (laughs) she wants to have a tv show based on nobody's listening to well i guess youtube channel they will after they will after we do this you want to do a, a movie? I don't know. Do I? I forget. It was a TV show. You wanted to do a TV show that was like had doulas at the center, like birth stories, but it was like doula centered. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. Like there, Thanks. there's one on Facebook. 
Is or it? like an online romper diaries or something or other it's called. Oh, that's, is that the one? Yeah, because it was, it was huge. That one. There was one in situation and then the baby came and everybody was like, oh my God, she stepped out of her scope of practice or blah, blah, blah. Even though like the woman's baby was crowning. That's yeah. right. She's just helping. Yeah. But we, <laughs> I wanted to make this movie. That's crazy like that. Uh-huh. I wanted to make it more realistic yeah. of what birth is like and what what doulas are like. Anyways, that's... I love it. We're going to do it. I got to pee. Oh, okay. So do I. Well, okay, so... You can go first. We are... I have to pee, too. Oh, my God. 20 ounces of Yeah, look at this. Jesus. (laughs) We're so well... when you're geriatric. We're so well hydrated, (laughs) but we're also, yeah, old and need to pee. And we've had multiple babies, and they were all big. Oh, my God. Um, Okay, so we're going to take a break. We'll come back with a birth story, and, yeah, I guess we're going to start now seeking out to speak to the president of the Ontario Midwifery Association. Fuck me. Do you okay. hear that? All right. Yeah. All right. And we're back. We are back. Ta-da. Everybody's peed? We have peed. Yes. Bladder empty? Bladder empty? Bladder empty. It feels so Did good. My kidneys what are relief. still sore. Oh, boy. I have kidney issues. For yeah, those that don't know do. me, I have kidney issues. There you go. And I have... A birth story. But what do I have? I was going to say what issues do I have, but I can't remember. Can I say something? I was sure. thinking about this, so just as an aside. Um, so menopause sucks, even though I should not be in it anymore. I mm-hmm. haven't had a period in God knows how long. Yeah. But... Actually had spotting fucking oh. yesterday. Oh. And a goddamn zit. I'm 49 years old and I got fucking zit and spotting. And huh. I go to the bathroom and I'm in there going, are you fucking kidding me? Who, who, who have you been hanging around with? What? I, like, <laughs> have you what, been, do you have bad Has Allie been in sleeping your in your bed? No. I don't even know if she's, she shouldn't be near her time actually. Um, but... <laughs> What the hell, man? Well, here's a question. I've got my one year. The last real period I had was in um, September of last year. Oh, so you're so like it's on top up. of it, yeah. But I've spotted throughout this year. I haven't. Does had, that count? I haven't had I a know. full period for yeah. It's not not years. Not a period. Totally. I don't ha- even have to wear anything. It's like no, no, a it was little just, bit of pink. Yeah. That's it. So. I have not been counting that. I refuse to count that. I'm not. I'm 52. So this shit needs to wrap well, I'm itself 49 up. And I, my period stopped two years ago. Wow. So I am 47, and I still ride the enthusiastic red rocket every <laughs> couple of weeks. Uh, it's a uh, rocket. Like even more than usual. Yeah. Yes. Like just part the red seas. Well, oh my well, God. I had a blowout here at your house. Yes, I had to yeah, run up the stairs and wear your yes, pajama pants. Just so you before, could wash my pants. my pajama pants were hanging in the bathroom at the time. They were. <laughs> so those are your issues. I'm woken up by hot flashes. Yeah, I've had a few of them this week too. What helps? I've got I've got my goddamn ingrown chin hair and a zit. I've tons of chin hair. I plucked them before I came today. Just for you guys. Floating between you know being old and being a teenager. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And I'm floating between being a crone and a distinguished (coughs) gentleman. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Hear more about our our chin hair in episode whatever it was. God. Yeah. All right. All right. That's, so that's, let's, our, that's our complaint for the day. Tsunami periods aside, let's talk about. <laughs> let's let's read this birth story from 
Uh, are we allowed name calling? So we'll call it's Laura. Just first first name. Lara. 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 From Lara. Uh, the from the what does it say? From where? Right here. Just start the first line. My name is Lara. Um, oh. One of the, <laughs> the co-owners of the Dynamic Duelists of London. That's London, Ontario. Yep. Don't get excited. Although I'm sure we've got some British I, listeners I, over there. We have, have you, we have 1% on? UK. 1% We would love to hear from you 1%. Um, we totally would. I did we a, love one of you. my first doula trainings as a doula trainer was in London. London, was, Ontario? Yeah, it was this yeah. mighty little four person group in someone's oh. home and I can't remember her name because it was like 6 years ago. I or have more. um I have some family who live in London. <clears throat> Okay, so let's get started on this wonderful birth story. So, hey there, my name is Lara. I'm one of the co-owners of Dynamic Duels of London and a huge fan of your podcast and personalities. (laughs) We love listeners like that. She has such good taste. (laughs) I'm sitting here waiting for my six-year-old and her sleepover friend to fall asleep and thought, hey, why not send the pragmatic duels my birth story? That's very pragmatic of her. Yes, it is. Right? It's Do right that. In. Yeah. When you're sitting in the drive-through, is that a good idea? No. No. Not, not in the drive-through. drive-through. You're waiting for your you kid. Your the your kid's soccer game is really boring. Whip out a quick birth story for us. If Go you're here. if you're a dance where they don't even let you see the dance and you're just Do playing it. Candy Crush, write that shit out. Yes. Sitting on the toilet. You can do that. Yes, People you can. play Candy Crush on the toilet. It's a thing. I read about Can't it. Can't you get piles if you sit on the toilet too long? Make it a quick birth story. It doesn't have to be long. Relax. <laughs> Nicole's nose version, please. As soon as you the hemorrhoids start flaring, just stop. <laughs> so here it goes. My EDD. What's that? Estimated due date. Very good. My EDD was June 8th with my first. And of course, that came and went. Being I wasn't a doula yet, I was extra impatient and irritable. Oh, so being a a doula makes you super patient and calm? (laughs) Maybe in London. (laughs) Now I know I should have just told myself I was having my baby August 8th and would have been just fine. What? August 8th? June 8th was... Oh, so that was her first baby. Mm -hmm. Due date. Uh, Around 11 p.m. June 15th, my contractions began stirring. I was able to sleep through the majority of them until around 3 a.m. where my cat needing to find a drawer instinct kicked in. (laughs) That's a neat neat way to put it. I wandered around the house and found leaning on our high-top kitchen table and doing occasional squats felt great. I did this for about two hours and then woke up my husband. He kindly told me he was still tired, and if I could handle it on my own for a bit more, he'd like to get some more sleep. Okay. <laughs> At which point she throat punched him. He's now dead. Lay on this high top so, table and I will squeeze your testes each time. He no. totally fucking dueled me. <laughs> and is that a happy face? I think it's a laughing smiley face. Okay, fine. <laughs> he was right. I coped on my own in the bath for a couple more hours and then woke him up and said, Get up! We're going to the midwife's office now! Oh, she might have said it. Nicer than that? That was me adding that inflection. <laughs> You're projecting. She, yeah, totally. We may be projecting. She's, she's a much nicer wife. Honey, get up. We're going to the midwife's office now. She nah, might have said I it like that. I prefer the other one. Okay. Motherfucker. Get the fuck up. <laughs> we live about 35 minutes from the hospital, and the midwifery clinic we were, we were with was beside the hospital. So off we go, contracting in the car. 
which we know is super ideal for comfort. Not. That's the worst thing ever. Yeah. I say to him as we walk in, if I'm only a two, I will throw myself in front of a bus. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what? I was a motherfucking two. Oh, no. (laughs) Shit balls. Our midwife said, as they often do, go home, take a gravel and get some rest. You have a long day ahead of you. This was at 7.30 a.m. That was my midwife voice, by the way. That's my favorite advice. Go Have home, take some gravel, and go, go get home. some rest. Yep. Take a bath. Yep. My gut told me this was happening fast. But what do I know at that point? We go to a shopper's, and they are legitimately sold out of gravel. Fuck. God damn it. So we head back home, and Ryan, my husband, decided he would drive 15 minutes further to my dad's place because there was gravel there. He dropped me at home with my doula, Lindsay. Oh, doula, Lindsay. And it's now 8.30. As soon as he was gone, things took a turn. All of a sudden, coping wasn't so easy, and I was turning into a demon. He returned with the gravel, and it wasn't going to do a goddamn thing. Then I started pushing. That's it. When demon demon comes out, you know it's transition. Like, you're at the end. Mm -hmm. We're still at home, 35 minutes from the hospital. I take four fucking ever. To get to the car between contractions. Oh, yeah, because you got to stop. You got to stop. You got to stop. <laughs> I lift up my leg to get into the car. Oh. Water breaks. Oh. <laughs> have to go back in and change. We hit the road by 930. My head is in Lindsay's lap as I try to not take a massive baby-sized shit in the car. <laughs> That's what I say. It's what I say to my, my students at in, in my classes. Just, you know, imagine you're having like a seven-pound poo. <laughs> Think about what that's if you want to know what it's like. It smells better. <laughs> Does it? Re- yeah, really. Watching every intersection go by as we make our way to the hospital. Ryan drops us off out front and Lindsay gets me in a wheelchair. It's 10 a.m. We make our way up to labor and delivery and share our elevator with a woman who must get off on the floor before us. Uh. Even though it sounds like I'm a possessed creature and I can barely sit. My midwife leisurely, leisurely strolls in, looks at me and says... Well, that changed quickly. (laughs) No shit, lady. (laughs) Throat punch. She checks me in triage, and I am... Guess, guess. Eight centimeters. Guess. guess. You've already read it. I already read the story. Ten centimeters! And promptly lets us know my water is still intact, and that probably helped me to not have the baby in the car. So she just peed? (laughs) Before? I, I don't know. Wait, my husband says what's all over my car then? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, honey. It's pee. It's my pee. (laughs) More important things happening, uh, though, here. I need to remove this child from my womb. They wheel me down to a birthing room, and I don't really remember much else other than the feeling of her head coming out and then her slippery little body. Everly Rain was born at 10.36 a.m., June 16th, 2011. That's my brother's birthday. There you go. I was in active labor for a little over two hours, they figure. Uh, Way to go, Lara. Wow, that's incredible. I fell in love with my birth process, sung the praises of my doula. I know, because it was because of the doula. That's why she had such a fast easy <laughs> Exactly. Birth, right? Isn't that what we... that energy out there. Isn't that what you yeah. tell people when you go to interviews? Yeah. It's going to be like a luge event. <laughs> 
Um, sung the praises of my doula. We would have been terrified when I started pushing if she wasn't there. But she kept us calm and cool and made it so easy. That's right. I remember her verbal coaching in my ears so clearly. I decided then and there I would do my training as well. When I shared the birth of my second daughter's birth, you have to hear what measures I took to start labor. But they may be a little TMI. I'll share that story another time. Thanks for listening. Adore you guys. Lara. Thank you, Lara. Thank you. That Thank was great. You. Now, that did you say great. June 16th is the birthday? Yes. And yes. it was that birth that made her decide to become a doula? Yep, yep. So Xander Dason Ross Cameron, June, June 16th, 1996. Oh. And it was that birth that literally made oh, me decide to become that. a doula. Oh, look Oh. Yep. Quinky dinks. It's a good day to have a baby. Good day to change your career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Wow. And all because of Lindsay, the amazing doula. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lara. That was great. Have you not listened to the show? You've listened to the show. TMI is. Yeah. What is that? I'm like, what is she talking about? TMI? Tell me instantly. Mm, That's what TMI stands for. Tell me instantly. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. Um, So. Thank you for listening, and we do appreciate your stories. Please send us more. Send us anything. We want your birth stories. We want your why you became a doula stories. If you have a midwifery story, yeah, um, anything that you want to tell us that you want to sort anything of put out there. If you have questions for us, questions for us would we be had, good too. We had a question last week oh. where we answered a question about sleeping. So okay, um, yeah, we'll answer those questions too. So send them to the pragmatic doulas at uh, gmail com and uh yeah that, oh you can follow us on instagram yeah follow us on instagram the pragmatic doula 270 followers amazing um and tell we, your friends yeah tell your friends if anybody asks you know hey does anybody have a good podcast for doulas this is it this is it this yeah. is pretty good this is the one i this, like us I, yeah. Oh, I have an idea. I'll tell you guys about it when we stop recording. But yeah, so, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, send us whatever you like. We would love to hear. And have a great week. Bye. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.